This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. 20 mile per hour zones have now been installed on more than half of all roads across London. Transport for London has added the low speed zones to a further 40 miles of the capital's road network to try and cut the number of serious collisions. And they've got the data to back that up. Figures from TfL show that after speed limits were lowered on arterial roads across London, collisions involving a vulnerable road user have decreased by 36%, while collisions resulting in death or serious injury have decreased by 25%. So there's good evidence so far that 20 mile per hour roads make London safer. Ross Lydell is our City Hall editor and transport editor. The picture in terms of road deaths or serious injuries Uh, These are going down annually, but they're not going down quick enough to hit the mayor's aim of eradicating all road deaths by 2041. So 20 mile per hour limits are playing a role, but they're not the only solution. But there is opposition to the 20 zones. Drivers complain that it slows down journey times unnecessarily and means they're increasingly at risk of being caught speeding. Well, the opponents of travelling at 20 mile per hour are focused primarily on the main roads in London. There's sort of general agreement across both sides politically and amongst, if you like, professional motorists such as black taxi drivers that 20 mile per hour speed limits are a good thing in residential areas and around schools and hospitals. The issue really goes to the heart of what's known as the Red Route Network, which are the roads that Transport for London controls. And basically the issue here is that 20 miles per hour is too slow a speed for the main arteries in London. The issue is that by limiting traffic to 20 miles an hour on a 24-7 basis, that it essentially clogs up London's commercial arteries and it really does the city's commerce no good. Almost 125,000 speeding fines were issued in April and May, and TfL wants the Metropolitan Police to have the capacity to issue a million tickets a year from next April. It's my understanding that revenue from speed cameras doesn't go to Transport for London, it goes to the Treasury. 
So many drivers may see these speed cameras and road signs going up. You know, Transport for London is sort of quite clearly advertising the 20 mile per hour zones. For example, on Seven Sisters Road, I drove down that last week, and probably every 50 yards you have this large poster with a 20 mile per hour sign hanging off lampposts. So if you like recognition of the limits and Transport for London's role in imposing them will be growing, but to the best of my knowledge, that money does not come to Transport for London, it goes to the Treasury, to Jeremy Hunt, and is then spent on all kinds of uh, road projects across the country. 20 mile an hour zones date from the 1990s really, when communities wanted to start to address this issue of speeding traffic. Jeremy Leach is London Campaign Coordinator at 20s Plenty, a group calling for 20 mile per hour zones to be normal on residential streets and in towns and village centres across the UK. In the research that's been done, there was a big study by the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. They found that, in essence, where speeds had been reduced to 20 mile an hour maximum, the casualties fell by more than two-fifths, so 42%. So that was an incredible... It's one of those gains in, you know, road danger, reducing road danger that's very, very hard to achieve. And so that's what... That statistic is what basically got me into interest in, you know, the power of 20 mile an hour limits. There are other benefits, of course. There are... Now further research has been done. There's benefits around emissions. So, you know, you lose some... make less CO2 and nitrogen dioxide at 20 mile an hour. And there's also obviously noise benefits as well. And communities feel safer, so they walk and cycle more. All of that's backed up by research. Improved air quality is an added bonus, but also a contentious issue more recently because of ULES. The air quality ones, you know, it's been backed up by quite a lot of research now. It is a bit counterintuitive, but I think it's it's that old physical thing of like, it takes two and a half more times power to raise a vehicle speed from to 30 miles an hour than 20 miles an hour and you know that may not seem much in one go but if you think about driving in an urban environment stop start stop start so every time you're going to 30 miles an hour it's taking two and a half times more power than 20 so it just over time it makes a huge difference let's take a break now in part two could 20 become the new 30 for residential roads everywhere? More than 28 million people across the UK already live in 20 mile an hour local authority. So this is no longer a marginal thing. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. A government report from 2018 looking at 20 mile per hour zones showed that net support for them increased after they were brought in. So is there a case for trialling more zones before they're permanently implemented? It's funny, really, the trial thing. We've never really found that people particularly wanted to do that. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, there was there was a spate of um, at one time the idea that it would just be sort of advisory speed limits. But I don't think local authorities, when they bought into the idea, they actually wanted to put the 20 mile an hour speed limits in properly. So typically, all the time, you know, there's around 70 percent of adults feel that 20 miles an hour is appropriate in residential streets and on, you know, shopping streets, that sort of thing. And that typically rises to 80 percent after it's been in for a while. But I think. Um, I think I think the approval rates are so high already that it's not, you know, I don't think you have to trial it. I think you know that people like it and they want to want to see it go further. So is more education needed for drivers on the benefits of 20 mile per hour zones? Yes, I think that's right. And I think that one of the the really good things that Transport for London are doing at the minute is they are really emphasising the impact of their 20 mile an hour rollout programmes. I think all of this has been stimulated by the fact that the Mayor of London is increasing the number of uh, 20 mile an hour speed limits across the Red Route network. I mean, obviously, the boroughs have been doing this for a long time and most of the London boroughs are now 20 mile an hour, but obviously TfL have come to this now and are doing an amazing job. But I think, I think the point of explaining this is very powerful. But I think it's really important to say to drivers that there are benefits from wider 20 mile an hour speed limits. First of all, you know, they feel that they're driving at a speed that if there was, you know, avoids collisions and if there was a collision, it's going to be much less serious. If, if, you know, if people know about it, there are significant fuel savings to be had. And there's just that element of consistency now. I mean, across inner London, once these speed limits go in from Transport for London, there will be virtually no roads within inner London that are more than 20 mile an hour. London's Mayor Sadiq Khan has set a target of a 70% reduction in deaths and serious collisions by 2030. But can 20 zones help us to get there? My belief and the statistics tend to suggest that yes, it can. However, there are many more factors than just speed in determining the safety of London's road users. Our City Hall and Transport Editor, Ross Lydell. It's a scientific fact that if you are hit by a vehicle travelling at 20, you're far less likely to be injured or killed than if that vehicle is going at 30 or 40 miles an hour. So there's that obvious benefit. However, many collisions still happen at very low speeds and can be very damaging, if not fatal. So basically, the 20 mile per hour limit will improve the chances of Sadiq hitting the uh, aim or the ambition of reducing and eventually eradicating road deaths in London, but it won't achieve it by itself. On the 17th of September, this coming Sunday, Wales will implement a 20 mile per hour national default for all residential roads. So will the rest of the UK eventually see 20 become the new 30? Jeremy? Jeremy?
I think that's where we're headed. It's going to take time. So there was an interesting declaration by the United Nations. I think it was back in about 2020 where in one of their road safety declarations globally, they said 30 kilometers an hour, 20 mile an hour. That's the appropriate speed limit in built up areas. On the back of that, Spain has basically made 30 kilometers the default speed limit in built up areas. Holland, it's a bit more piecemeal, but essentially in built up areas in Holland, it's a 30 kilometer an hour speed limit. Really excitingly, from Sunday, Wales becomes a default 20 mile an hour nation. Scotland is looking at this really seriously and I think there's a good chance that by 2026 Scotland will be a default 20 mile an hour nation. And what's really exciting from our point of view, as part of their Vision Zero work, Transport have been saying to the Department for Transport centrally, Transport for London have been saying, we would like you to consider a default 20 mile an hour speed limit for London, for the UK. So that pressure is building. And remember, more than 28 million people across the UK already live in 20 mile an hour local authorities. So this is no longer a marginal thing. It's an, it's a mainstream thing, but obviously it's a, it's a big legislative change to go for England to go um, 20 mile an hour. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow afternoon at four o'clock. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of The Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.